Welcome to Adventist Voices Spectrum's podcast. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and I'm here with Managing Digital Editor Alex Amont. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yes, it's great to be with you. Is it great to be in St. Louis, Missouri in the summer at the GC session? <laughs> well, at least it hasn't been 100 degrees here, so can be thankful for that. Yes, we're thankful for many things, including our friends in media that we've gotten to hang out with in the press box. Alex and I are here to talk about the GC session. We're a little more than halfway through, and today we're going to be talking about the ambiance, a little bit of giving you a feel of how things uh, look and um, what we've experienced. Then we'll talk about the election to a third term of Ted N.C. Wilson. Then we'll talk about the ways that the ordination debate from many general conference sessions in the past lingers in interesting motions. And then we'll talk about the new Ellen G. White writings coordinator position for local churches that was voted yesterday. And then we've been noticing some issues with voting and Alex are Roy Branson, investigative reporter, has been digging into some of those details, so he'll be sharing those with us. And then we'll talk about weird GC session. So stay tuned. It's great to have you with us. Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. My first question uh, for you, Alex, is what is it like being here at your first general conference session? Yeah, well, the thing that's hard for me is not being able to compare to what a normal GC session is like when there's many more people um, in exhibit hall with um, booths and exhibits. So, yeah, there's a lot of people. Um, the schedule is compressed this time um, with business meetings in the evenings. So I imagine it feels more hectic um, and less time to just um, wander around and meet with people and talk with people. But it's, yeah, very busy when meetings, you know, start at 8 a.m. in the morning and go till 9 p.m. or past 9 p.m. at night. Yeah, well, you know, it's your first GC session. It's my fourth, but it's my first like this. Everything compressed into four days. And you've been doing great suffering through these <laughs> incredibly long days. And that's what's different here. The nominating committee finished their report on Wednesday night, which is, um, according to one longtime GC watcher, historically fast. So I am really interested to see what's going to be happening in the future for GC sessions. Are they going to move to a model that's sort of compressed and in many ways more efficient? Or because we have heard delegates on the floor asking for more time to discuss various motions and matters and even one yesterday who just wanted some time to get to know everyone, <laughs> um, will they res return to the kind of 10-day uh, process? Well, let's talk about the big news, which is Ted Wilson back again. 
Um, and he and now he will be the second longest serving general conference president in history, only outdone by A.G. Daniels, who served uh, 21 years. So Ted will have served at the end of this term if he uh, rides it out till um, 2025. He will serve 15 years. You were there for this um, election, which we only get to see part of because the nominating committee meets in a room away from everyone. And then they bring out their partial report to the delegates who get a chance to vote on it. Um, What did you observe as you saw this process play out? Yeah, it was interesting. It was nearing the end of the day and we still hadn't seen a report from the nominating committee. So everyone sitting in the dome is wondering, is it going to happen tonight Um, or is it going to be pushed out to the next morning? And if that's the case, it really makes you wonder, you know, what's all the discussion that's going on? Um, There's, you know, most likely quite a bit of time it takes them to get up and running, um, get the committee running, too. But um, yeah, then we heard that there was a report coming in right at the end of the day and um, the report was presented and Um, Ted Wilson's name was presented, which is not a a big shock. But then what happened after that was Abner de los Santos was chairing the meeting and very quickly he moved it to a vote. And and then the voting started. And three minutes later, um, Ted Wilson has another term as president. Exactly. Delegates spent more time debating almost everything else over the last three days. The presidency of the General Conference got the least amount of time. And some folks are asking um, some questions about that. In addition to that, the Secretary's report and the Treasurer's report both got response time from the delegates. They were able to ask questions um, and make comments. And there was no time after the President's report. Now, the undersecretary explained that that's due to some sort of historical procedural issues, but questions linger about the fact that the delegates really haven't had a chance to ask questions of the leader of the general conference and are the leading representative of the Seventh-day Adventist church. Anything else that you noticed? Yeah, it just like you said, you know, in other political processes, there's all often a time for um, questions to be asked of a new president in a, in a public forum. And then with this process, you know, the name appears, it's voted very quickly. And it just, you know, also as a first time observer of this in person, it also just felt a little bit like a whirlwind and um you know, something happens very quickly that will have ramifications for the next three years, at least here, most likely. So, yes. And in addition to that, in the past, um, well, let me clarify, Spectrum is here as external press. We have credentials from the General Conference, which we all, all, all haven't always had in the past. In the past, we have occasionally had a press conference with new leaders, not just um, from the General Conference, but with um, leaders from the North American Division. And we were sort of promised that in our meeting with the communication 
team, but that hasn't happened yet. So we're hoping uh, sometime before this session ends that we'll get a chance to ask questions of leadership as press. Now, ordination, at least women's ordination, isn't on the agenda here, but it keeps showing up in interesting ways. The fight lingers. How have you seen it, Alex? Yeah, so there have been several revisions to the church manual that have talked about the roles of deacons and deaconesses and also some language about church elders and the ordination of church elders. And so whenever those items have come up, people have used that opportunity to talk about the issue of women in ministry more broadly, which, um, you know, women, the ordination of women pastors is not on the agenda at this GC session. But these different issues give people a chance to, to bring that up. So we've seen that, I think, every day yeah. um, of these business meetings at some point. Yeah, it's really interesting because it's very clear that um, the general conference really treats this as a settled matter. And yet um, there are folks on both sides who are pushing to settle this <laughs> in their own minds and, and in the minds of others on the delegate floor. And I think this is going to continue to be an issue um, uh, as the church continues having these public meetings. Let's talk about an, a sort of interesting motion in part because most of these votes happen and they're overwhelmingly supported. In fact, no motion has gone down in a vote this week. But the closest was on a new initiative to have an Ellen White Writings Coordinator in every church. Yes, every church. This was voted and it received 66% in favor and 33 opposed. And there was quite a few comments from the floor opposing this. And Almost every single one, Alex and I were in the press box and you know, joking around that every person who's opposed to this, their first sentence or clause says, you know, I really love Ellen White, but I'm not sure that we need this for this or that reason. I really respect her writings, but... So it's interesting to see the sort of political language that has to be around this. Nobody wants to be <laughs> in the official record in the Adventist Review printed saying down with Ellen White writing coordinator. But when the vote happened and it's a secret vote, 33 percent of um, around 2000 people who are leaders in the Adventist church thought this was a bad idea. What did you think of this? Yeah, it seemed obvious that this was a controversial issue from the moment it was brought up on the floor. And yeah, like you said, um, delegates were threading the balance of not criticizing LNG White, but then also pointing out, wondering why this position is necessary and if it could have unintended consequences of putting a church member in a position of having a lot of power theologically over other church members in a local church. Um, so there were, you know, 
a wide variety of people spoke against it, you know, including prominent pastors like Randy Roberts from the North American division. And, and yeah, the final vote 66.3% to 33.7% is, you know, <laughs> a surprising number to see when a lot of these votes are not anywhere near that close. Yeah, mostly 90% to 10. And it's not always clear that the 10% knows what they're yeah. voting about. Um, there was one fun delegate comment on this. I, he was saying, of course, his comments are addressed to the chair. And he, I, th- I think, is a pastor. And he says, or had been a pastor, and he says, it's been a while since he read through the church manual, but uh, dear chair, I can't remember, do we have a Bible coordinator at each church? And the chair did not take the bait and said, I think you know the question to that brother. It was, yeah, the the sarcasm that came with that reply from, um, Arthur Stella, who was chairing that meeting, was um, one of the more amusing moments from these often dry meetings. <laughs> yeah. Um, another, I don't know if we could say amusing, but certainly interesting moment has been a, let's say, a rear guard action that keeps popping up by a very small, let's say, three or so members of the delegation who have been attempting over and over again to put a conversation or an amendment onto the agenda about vaccines. They come out of the Liberty and Health Alliance um, organization that's been opposed to vaccine mandates and and very vocal um, in their attacks on the General Conference for the statements that it's put out supporting the science around vaccines. Now, they're a very small group here, but it's important to recognize that Ben Carson is uh, has been um, a public figure supporting this group of Adventists. So they clearly think that they have some authority, and that was first expressed on day one when one of their members interrupted the proceedings and tried to put a motion on the floor. And then another member who is part of the new hybrid part of this was zooming in from Canada and was able to second it um, by pleading, even though it was delayed, some technical difficulties. So this got some discussion and of course it was voted down. And this is sort of repeated uh, various points. One of these folks pop up and they make a a speech until the chair notes their time is done. What do you think about all of this? Yeah, it was interesting when um, Jonathan Zirkel, who's a attorney and one of the leaders of this Liberty and Health Alliance group, on the in the morning of the first day, um, came to the microphone to make this motion, and and, and a lot of. Um, the GC officers seem to be pointing out it wasn't really the time to bring up to add something to the agenda. You know, the agenda is set at the annual council um, previous to the general conference session. So, you know, it really felt like this was coming in really late and this is more an opportunity just to talk about this issue that this um, group of people want to talk about and really kind of had the feel of wasting the time 
of the meeting and everyone trying to get through the business that has to be done. Yeah, I'm glad you note the waste of time. Probably, um, I would say maybe a fourth of the time uh, was wasted on the first day as this sort of spun into a little bit of chaos. Uh, but that was exacerbated by technical difficulties that the delegates were facing as well. You've been poking into this a little bit um, and have been um, doing some uh, research. What have you found out about these uh, issues? Yeah, so it was interesting. You know, electronic voting has a complicated history at the general conference session. As many will remember, in 2015, it was a system was attempted to be used for electronic voting and failed kind of spectacularly. And they had to go back to um, non-electronic voting. This year, they're using a system that they've tested at previous meetings. It's called Election Buddy. It's a third-party service. Um, how it works is that delegates have these secure logging credentials, and then they log in to vote on their own electronic devices. Um, the complicating thing for that is you have all these people from different parts of the world who are here in the U.S. and, you know, they probably don't have cell phone plans here. So on the delegate floor, um, they had special Wi-Fi network set up that people could log into on whatever phone or tablet that they had to vote from. Um, but when, you know, they got to the first morning business session, they were testing this system. Um, it seemed like people were having problems um, connecting. The first test votes were a little bit low. Um, people kept coming to the microphones from um, different uh, divisions and saying that their people were having trouble connecting. So um, after that happened, um, eventually later throughout the day, it seemed to be working better. Um, GC officers at one point said that there were problems with um, delegates or family members of delegates logging into the Wi-Fi and streaming the meetings onto Facebook and things like that when they, they had been told to only use this for voting so to not bog down the network. Um, so that was another factor. But um, later on, the, I got a hold of Stephen Fikoski, who's IT Director for Information Technology Services for the GC. And he gave me a rundown of what they were dealing with that first morning. And he said... Um, yeah, they test, there were some issues that were affecting the Wi-Fi coverage on Monday morning. And the Wi-Fi is not set, was not set up by the general, by the general conference itself. Um, there's a vendor called Smart City that works with the convention center here. And so they were the ones who were running the main network stuff, though the IT people from the church were helping with that. Um, but he says that there were around 150 people who had um, issues that were not Wi-Fi related. So there were also people who were just having problems using their devices that weren't um, the fault of the network. Um, but he says that um, 70 to 80% of the original problems were those sort of device related and not anything to do with election buddy or the Wi-Fi. But he also says that by um, around lunchtime on Monday, they had done some more work to the Wi-Fi networks and that it was working, um, you know, well at that point. So it, it seems that, um, you know, the issues with the voting have been resolved. And for the first time, we have an electronic um, 
anonymous vote for all these different motions. And that played out really in, in, in a significant way because the vote for Ted Wilson for the first time was not a secret ballot or just people waving cards in the air. It was an electric ballot that was secret, but the results were evident to everyone. And Ted Wilson won with about uh, three quarters of the vote. And it's, I think, Uh, As people have noted, it's uh, significant that one quarter of the leaders of the Seventh-day Adventist Church voted against Ted Wilson to be president. Well, it's been great hanging out here in St. Louis with you, Alex. Thanks for all your hard work. And uh, we want to thank all our listeners and Spectrum supporters. We're here, eyes and ears. For a few more days, and we'll continue to be putting up uh, really great articles on news and analysis on the website. Thanks so much for being part of our community. Yes, I do, Sister White. We will not fear.